Business Women Rock, episode 47. Ladies, it's time to rock. Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast, where we get down and dirty with the world's most incredible business women. Inspire your journey by listening to theirs. And now, here's your host, Katie Kremitzos. What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast. I am stoked that you are here with me today. I am so honored that you're listening. I have such a great story for you today. But before we get into that, I just want to make sure that you know that this is your personal invitation to become part of the BWR Connect, which is the exclusive Facebook group that is just for you. It has a ton of other women in there who are business women from all over the globe who are in there exchanging ideas, resources, uh, challenges, all that sort of stuff. So be a part of that. Go to bizwomenrock.com and you'll be able to see that. And now it's time for Business Women Wednesday, where we shine the light on one of the fabulous women who are part of the Business Women Rock community. Today, we are highlighting Debbie Giochindo, who's the founder of the Hudson Valley Wine Goddess, which is a wine blog that's dedicated to really educating people about wine. Now, Debbie's got a really interesting story, but really where it all kicks off is the fact that after a couple of years of writing this blog, she got laid off from her job and she ended up partnering with Carol Pesci, and they have now created a brand new wine label. So you definitely got to check out more about Debbie Go to bizwomenrock.com. You're going to see her right there under the Business Women Wednesday tab and go learn a little bit more about her. Debbie, keep up the great work, girl. You're doing an amazing job. And now on with the show. My guest today is Noelle Neoport, who is the co-owner of Half Tea. And now Half Tea is a fashion item that is a brand new idea that was out on the market a couple of years ago. And Noelle's got such an incredible story about how she actually came into an existing business that her partner Amanda had founded about a year before and what they've done to continue to grow out that particular company um, with a product, this half tea product that is completely brand new in the fashion marketplace. She is amazing. She is full of energy and just goes and gets what she wants. And so this conversation is really all about how they've really sort of educated the marketplace, how people have been responding to this, and their exponential growth. What started as, you know, a company that made $130,000 in sales their first year is now a multi-million dollar company. And, uh, and just literally as we closed out this conversation, just a few days before she had done her very first on-air time with HSN. I was actually introduced to Noelle because she actually filled out the contact form on our website and just said, I love what you're doing with your podcast. I would love to see how I can help. And I think that we actually have kind of a cool business and I'd love to see how we could help each other. So she and I got on the phone and just immediately I knew that I wanted to bring this story to you. She's so energetic, like seriously energetic. I fell in love with her right away. I know you are going to as well. So turn up the volume. There are so many great business nuggets in here. The interview starts now. Noelle, thank you so much for being on the show today. So excited to talk to you. You and I finally had to press the record button because we were just having this really fiery business conversation before this. I was like, oh my God, this is great stuff. Hold on, let me press record. So... 
I'm so excited to finally talk to you. We have connected beforehand and just have a really great story about how that all came about. And when I heard your story and what you guys are doing with Half Tea, I absolutely fell in love, not only with your product, but I fell in love with the the purpose of what you guys are doing with the business. And more, let's be very honest, I just fell in love with you. And I know everyone listening (laughs) is going to be falling in love with you by the end of this conversation because you're so full of passion. And, And so I really want, to be able to share that with everyone because you have so many lessons and so much business wisdom in the story that you're about to tell. And I'm just, I'm excited to really dig into that. So Half Tea is a company that got started back in 2009 and it was actually started by your business partner, Amanda. You didn't really come into the company until the first year, but in order to really build that, get us ready to where you enter into the company, I want to know what you did beforehand. Like, what were you doing before you started, before you came on board with Half Tea? You know, I've always had this drive to have my own businesses, to kind of do my own thing. And so, funny thing is, I'm actually from Pittsburgh. And it was, I was ready to go play soccer up at Penn State and and just stay back there. But I, I, I said to my parents, I go, I'm going to Utah, and I'm, I'm going to go to college out there in Utah. And my parents looked at me like, you're nuts. And I go, no, because I spent the summer with my uncle in California, and he is just a big businessman. He owned art galleries. And when I spent the summer with him, I was taught at like 17 years old how to sell very expensive art and sculptures and how to speak to people that were sophisticated and had the money to spend on these things. And So he was teaching me and I didn't really know what he was doing until now. And I look back and I go, he was basically teaching me how to run my own show, how to run my own business, how to think independently. I would sit in his office for hours and while he was working, I'd ask him questions. I mean, who does that at 17? I mean, you really, you should be more interested if you're in California laying out in the sun and hanging out with your friends, <laughs> and right? boys, come on, and you know. <laughs> I was like wanting to know more, like Uncle Frank, like how do you, how do you run this and how do you do this and how do you open this? And so I kept asking him probing questions and he took an interest in, in me and, and gave me the time that I was looking for, helping me try to pull myself together. So as I got older and, you know, all of his boys went to college in BYU and they go, you'd love it. It's fun and whatever. So I went out to college at BYU and I kind of always would call him as my mentor. Um, but he would start out teaching me like, you're going to own a hot dog shop. And when you own that hot dog shop, this is how you're going to do it. And this is how many hot dogs you have to sell. And this is how, this is how you hire employees. And this, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that he was teaching me, right? From wow. 17 on. And he, I remember him saying, you need to work smarter, not harder. And honestly, he goes, Noel, if you want to do something right, you're going to have to do it yourself. He goes, and you determine how much you are worth. Don't let somebody determine that for you. Oh, I and love so, that. Thank you, I know, Uncle. Right? <laughs> I know, I love him. Bless his heart. He had a stroke just a couple years ago, and I, he's not able to speak anymore. So I've, I'm not able to have these conversations with him. And I hope he listens to this and knows what an impact he really did have on me. It was a great time. It was a great time, and he really did teach me how to become confident. He goes, I don't care how many times you fail. He goes, because you will succeed and you will learn while you're going. He goes, just keep on going. Do not look back. Keep moving forward. And I kept doing that. And so that led to companies that my husband and I have owned together. That led me to selling real estate and being one of the top sellers in the the state that I lived in. Um, It taught me to 
get up in the morning, get dressed, put makeup on and start making calls or get up, get dressed, get out there and start doing it. And so I've always been driven to be my own person, to own my own business. Wow. What a great blessing to have that foundational, no. like all those foundational business concepts come into your life. I mean, that that is a blessing because not everyone has that. So some of us have to go find that through books and through kind of stumbling across people who might actually start bringing that into our lives. So that's amazing. So uh, wow, what a great no. uncle. So you then, you know, it precipitated this really great and successful professional career and business career. How in the world did you first hear about Amanda who had founded Half Tea? Okay, so that's kind of funny. So I had my my girlfriend called me. She called me. She goes, let's go shopping. And I said, all right, let's go. So we went over to the mall. She took me over this little kiosk, little kiosk in the middle of the local mall. And she goes, you need to buy these, these half shirts. And mind you, I've been to that mall a million times. First, I, I hadn't seen that kiosk for some reason. It just it didn't pop out at me. But my girlfriend drug me over there. She's got an incredible fashion sense about her. I mean, she is you know, interior decorator. She's a fashion girl. I mean, she's, she's good. And she goes, buy these. And I go, nah, I don't want to buy it. She says, just buy them. I said, fine, I'll buy them. So I bought them, went home. And I was like, like stuck in my, my bedroom, putting outfits together. And I text her and I said, oh my gosh, I love these. She goes, I told you, I told you. <laughs> so I went to the mall the next day or next couple days and I, I went to go get a couple more. But this time I had a list of things that I wanted, that I thought I should share with them to help them have a better product and maybe do some more, more with it. And so as I'm telling Amanda's uh, employee at the time, Amanda happened to be there and she really wasn't up at the cart much. And she peeked her head around and she looked at me and she goes, hi, she goes, I'm Amanda. I founded the company. This is my business. And come tell me your ideas. So I go, absolutely. Right. So I go over and start telling her, okay, love the product. It works. You don't have to tuck in two shirts. I, I get it. I like it. Tell me what you're doing. Like, so we got into the business part of it at the time. My husband and I had a, a large business that we were running, and we rebrand we rebranded a, a product that was just um, it was an energy product, and it was doing extremely well. Not only that product, we were branding skincare products and had an e, like an e-commerce business that was out of this world. And so I wasn't looking to run another company. I was just wanting to give her some suggestions on things that work for us and our business to help her grow something that I thought was fabulous. So I'm asking these probing questions like, what are you doing? How are you marketing? Where are you marketing? What are your goals? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And her wheels are spinning. She's like, no, uh-uh, nah. Mm. And so then one thing led to the other, another, and we were emailing each other. And I go, I love what you do. I think I want to be a part of this, but I don't know exactly what I want to do with this. The next thing I knew, she and I were sitting down with some consultants and we were becoming business partners. We hadn't even known each other. We, we did not know each other at all. Wow. But we saw, I saw the vision. She knew I saw the vision. It's like the stars kind of aligned. And we were, I was supposed to be a part of this company. And we became business partners. It's kind of obvious what Half Tea might be, but can you do just a quick explanation as to what exactly Half Tea is, the product is? Can you then like walk us through maybe what that first year really looked like as far as like what sales were doing? And then we'll, we'll I'll definitely ask again, like kind of what happened when you came in. So give us a, an overview of what the business is, what the product is. So Half Tea, it's a layering collection. 
and it's it was created at the time it was created for Amanda to to solve an issue that she was personally having. She was pregnant with her fifth child. She didn't want to put another full-length layer over her expanding belly. Tops weren't fitting right. Tops were too low. Tops were sleeveless, and she wasn't loving her arms. I mean, she's pregnant. This is, you know, that's kind of what happened. And so she started kind of like necessity pushes you sometimes to, to create things and to do things, and this is exactly what happened here. And so out of that need for her problem, she created a solution that happened to be a problem. You know, not all of us are pregnant or having children, but it didn't matter. We were dealing with tops that were too low, tops that arm openings were too deep, tops that maybe we weren't comfortable them being sleeveless and we wanted to have a sleeve, but we're tired of all the extra heat. We're tired of all the extra bulk. We're tired of tucking in two shirts just to wear one shirt or one dress. And so it fills a need for, for women of all sizes, of all ages, of all stages of life. All of us have a reason why half tea really is changing the way we feel about ourselves, it's bringing confidence back into our life. It's bringing that excitement to go shopping, whereas before a lot of us go, oh, I've got to go shopping, and almost everything that I find is almost perfect but not perfect. That's half tea's bringing confidence back. Half tea's bringing a solution. So half tea's becoming a staple in women's closets all over the globe now. That's Pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's very, very cool. So what was going on in that first year? Because she brought it to market, and within that first year – she, I mean, the, the, the market spoke. I mean, people were buying this product and they were responding. What was she doing to kind of initially get the word out? So she started that little kiosk at the mall. And that, that's a brave step forward. When you have a product that, you know, solved one of your problems and you know you've seen some interest from family and friends around you to take that leap and open up a kiosk that costs X amount of thousand dollars a month and you've got to be able to pay that bill and pay an employee to help you work there. I mean, that's a big leap there. So she took that first step and she opened up that kiosk. Then she locked up a couple big bloggers and the big bloggers, when they blog, people listen and they buy the product. And so then she was able to generate a little bit of momentum, a little bit of movement on the website because of that. But other than that, that's, you know, it was really word of mouth. It was local. It was, you know, let's have our friends and family talk about it. It was just, it was, it was small for there, but she was taking the leap forward. It was, it was the first step in testing out how are people going to respond to this new concept? Do people, will people understand it? Probably the biggest challenge that you guys had and maybe even still have is the fact that it's a brand new item in the marketplace. This is not a piece of fashion that has existed before and you're just recreating. You're introducing an entirely different way and manner for women to dress and be fashionable. So, you know, that you guys really are, are presenting the marketplace with an entirely new concept. That's one of the biggest challenges when you're launching a brand. I mean, so many people have great ideas and they might create a great product, right? But if it's a no-name product and you're taking that out to market, I don't think people understand that you can't just build a website and customers will come. You can't just put a kiosk in a mall and hope that customers will buy your product. It takes a lot of work and a lot of educating to educate people on something that's maybe a little bit different or something that has a no-name I mean, that, there's the challenge right there. There is where you, where the people who are entrepreneurs and fighters will either fight through this and make it happen, or they will unfortunately retire something, put something away that could have been great, but just is, 
really hard, really and, hard. And it's that moment that you entered Half Tea as a partner and were really able to bring your sales and marketing expertise to the table. So let's talk first about the partnership because you mentioned you guys were sitting across the table from each other and all of, you barely know each other, but you are sort of like business kindred spirits. What did you guys deal with practically to be able to make sure that this partnership actually worked? I mean, this was, I would imagine that Amanda was feeling like this is kind of my baby and yet she saw totally. that you were really passionate about it like what really happened there when you guys agreed on a partnership oh that is so it's so interesting because partnerships are very difficult and they're scary and for someone who creating a product that's tangible that you can touch you can feel you can see to get to that point there's a lot of work that goes into getting something to that point so bring somebody in who she doesn't know. She may have liked my style or maybe she liked my energy or she saw our business savvy and she saw the numbers of what we do in our own businesses and that she liked it enough to go, okay, I think I might take this leap was difficult. The business consultants that we had met with, she and I have very, very different personalities, very different personalities. And the business consultants that we had met with at the time, they looked at her and they go, and I wasn't in the room and she told me this later down the road. <laughs> they said, are you sure are you sure that you're okay with her being your business partner? Are you sure? Because you guys are very different. She is very, she has a very strong, strong mind, strong will. She has a very strong sense of who she is and what she wants. Are you and her going to be able to work together? And I can't speak for her, but I mean, she said in the past, she goes, I just felt like it was right. And that's really all it was. It was just, it was a leap, another leap for her. And that's the neat thing about her is she kind of takes these leaps that are maybe some people think she's crazy. She kind of knows what she's doing and she's adventurous in her own way. And so to create the product was a leap. To bring me on as a partner was a leap and she did it. Wow. I have to give a big shout out to Amanda at this point because I am definitely a firm believer, and I've said this on the show before, that ego and business cannot exist together. You know, they just can't. And so for her to be able to kind of set that ego aside and choose what's right for the business and for the growth of the business is huge and wonderful and obviously has proven very successful. Yeah. So yeah, um, that was a big deal. So let's talk a little bit about what happened when you first came on board. What was your role and what kind of things did you start implementing right away? The moment she and I signed the paperwork that we've officially become business partners in the company and, and all that fun stuff, all the legal stuff, I literally scrapped the brand. I, you know, we kept the name, the name was half T's with an S. We dropped the S. I had my designer who had worked with a lot of our other companies come in, literally just dropped the whole website that she had and rebuilt her whole entire website. I had a whole photo shoot that I put together, put the whole entire shoot together, put what's called a storyline together, which was now step one, we start with the half T. Step two, we add layers. Step three, we beautify. So that's where we implemented the, the education part of it. We changed the look of the company. The look of the company before was, and I'm being gentle, but she knows behind closed doors, it, it was it's totally not something I liked. It was just very crafty. And just colors that did not, I don't think, spoke to the masses. And I wanted to refine that to make it more approachable to all demographics, to all ages, to all stages. I wanted it to be very clean. I wanted it to be modern and fresh. 
And so it was a lot of work. I mean, it was a lot of work. And you know what? It was a lot of work for her to take in. I was scrapping something that she designed. I was putting, we, we changed the logo. We changed the website. We, we implemented everything new. I, we took everything that was old and we put it aside and we implemented everything new. And that was a, was a big deal for her. But I'll tell you, the moment that we did that, we launched on some website, some big, some big online clothing website. We locked up a deal with them. And before they hadn't really given half tea the time of day. And we, I got on the phone with them because of, we had been reached out before. We kind of had this little conversation. I said, let's get on, let's get on there and let's sell some product. And so they looked at our new website. We got a launch date. We launched it the morning of the sale. Funny thing. They, we were selling out like mad. We had the buyers calling me in the morning. It was so early. Noel, oh my gosh, it's selling like crazy. We need more product. We need more product. Like they're all in a panic, right? <laughs> and I'm great. like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I mean, it was, it was madness. It was madness. And so what that said was people get it. People understand the concept now. It's we're educating them, but it, they're flowing. It's flowing. They are understanding it. We also rebranded her the kiosk. We scrapped all the marketing that she had. We rearranged everything. We put up the new marketing, and then customers were coming past, and they were saying, oh, I haven't seen you before. Are you new here? And she's like, no, we are not new here. We have been here for a year. <laughs> and they, and I know, right? And then we almost tripled our sales the next month that the, the new branding went into that kiosk. It was crazy. Wow. And the website started the website started gaining some real momentum. And then I said to my husband, I said, Ben, I know that you're working on like he was working on this massive e commerce business. And I said, Honey, I need you I need you to help build half T's marketing, web strategy, SEO, all of that. I need you I need your help. And so he was slowly taking the reins on the on our company now and starting to build up our web presence and build up our social media campaigns and all of those kind of things to where we went from the business not even having like maybe a half of a percent of the sales per year to over 40 percent. Nah, wow. Yeah, about 30 to 40 percent of our volume comes from our website now. Okay. It's crazy. That's huge growth. That is very, very, very huge growth. Can you talk about maybe two or the two or three of the strategies that you implemented to be able to create those results? I mean, obviously, we got the rebranding. I mean, that's huge and that's incredibly foundational. But like, what what were some of those real strategies that were obviously now bringing business into the website? I think when I like, I talked to Ben about that a little bit ago, and I said, "Tell me what you know," because SEO and social media is so important, but so detailed that it's not really my strength, and so. I asked Ben, I said, what do you do when it comes to the social media? And he's starting to drop words like SEM strategies and SEO strategies. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> and he's saying, right? Like, yeah, nope, don't really know what you're talking about, but okay. But he goes, it's all inclusive, Noel. He goes, it all works together. He goes, it's web interaction versus social media, which is your Facebook, which is your Twitter, which is your Pinterest. All of these things have to be geared towards people that have an interest in what you sell. People that are interested in fashion, interested in layering, interested in clothing. Those are the people that we market to. And mind you, something that is so powerful about Half Tea is we're organically grown, but we have no outside funding. We have literally all of our business that we have done on social media and web, aside from 
minimal paid advertisement has been organically driven. So that is Amanda writes a blog for us, then implements that blog in search words to the back ends of different things. It sound, it's very, very technical and it's very, very it's difficult. I take pictures and then I post those pictures and I post those pictures on Facebook to get social media interaction there. We post pictures of things on Pinterest on what to wear a half tea with, something that I love, clothing that I love. So I'm sort of trying to create kind of like a following for people that like the style that I put together. And because of that, they're starting to go to the Pinterest and say, what would Noelle put with a three-quarter sleeve half tee? Or what's Noelle wearing today? Or what's the colors of the season? And so they start to follow that. But that's all driven from Ben's master plan in building our web presence. And because of that, you can see that he is reaching numbers that are unbelievable to me. And, and to Amanda, we're looking at those going, we have no idea who these customers are. They are from all over the globe and outside of our country now. It is unreal. And we haven't paid a nickel for them. How about that? Wow. There's a couple of points I want to dig into there. The first is foremost, thank you so much for being really honest about the fact that that isn't necessarily your area of expertise. I think so many times running our businesses, we feel like we need to know everything, we need to do everything. And the reality is, is that we each have strengths and being able to bring on somebody who can actually execute on their strength is really a giant benefit for the business. So I love the fact that you're just very clear about, look, I am going strong on the strategy of the company. I know that this component exists. I know it's part of the strategy. I'm conscientious of that. We know where we're going, but I don't deal with the day in, day out of it. And there's something larger and there's somebody else kind of working over that. So thank you so much for you know being straight about that. But the, but the really big thing I really want to highlight right here is the fact that because you guys have a brand new product in the marketplace, it's vital that you educate the public about what you do and the way that you do that is brilliant. And, and you're speaking to this just in what you were saying about your social media. You're very visual about what you do. I mean, you have a mass like YouTube following. And one of the things that I love that you do is you have Noelle's Picks that's actually on your website. And it's a whole series of all these different fashion ideas that you would use half tea for. And the reason why I love that and I think that's so smart is because in order to make sure that people get your brand new product that you're introducing into the market, you're teaching them how to use it and giving them ideas and letting it spark ideas on how they can use it. So I just think it's a very, yeah. very smart strategy. And it has, you've used social media to be able to implement that strategy. And it's obviously having major results. I think I learned the power in the in, in that strategy when we first launched on our first e-tail channel, which was Shop NBC, which is now Shop HQ. And we went on there, and it was hard for me to sell our brand to their buyers because it was a new concept. We hadn't had a lot of those strategies implemented at the time. We were building the – we were – I mean, gosh, I had only been a partner of hers for a few months. And so I was building the strategies and what we were going to do and how we were going to show them at that time. And when we went on to Shop NBC at the time, and we saw how as we are live and I show how to pair a half tee with a dress or pair a half tee with a sleeveless top or something that's a little bit too low cut, the customers were going nuts and they were buying the product like crazy. I mean, we sold out our line 
after I convinced the buyers to let me go. I said, please place the buy. Get me on television. I will sell this line out. And they go, all right, let's do this. <laughs> they, were, they were like, you better. And I said, and meanwhile, I'm like almost biting my nails going, oh, my gosh, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> I hope I really can, right? You know, I'm overselling here. And I go, oh, you just get me on that television. I will have this thing done. I went on, I went on air. We did a couple live models. I wore an outfit that I showed, okay, if I didn't have a half tee, this is what it's going to look. This is what it looks without. I did the little twirl. Mind you, I had no idea what I was doing. I sold out the line in 30 seconds. The buyers come down literally in tears. Oh, oh my, my gosh, Noel, you were like our new rock star in the studio. And, and, wow. And it's, my head is spinning because I had just been on live television I had never been in that sort of television before, so it was, they didn't teach me what to do. I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew is I had a passion for a product, and I was showing our customers how to implement the half tea. The customers understood it because it was alive. It, it was live. They could see it. The demonstration part was powerful. Because of that, it evolved into Noelle's Picks. Noelle's Picks, Ben, who does the, all, you know, all the marketing, all the web all the web strategies, he's able to see who's going on to Noel's picks and why. So there's so many customers that are hitting that page now. And when they can see how I'm pairing a three quarter with this or that, they will go back on the site and sales increase. When I post pictures to Twitter or to Pinterest or this other, this other program that he makes me do. I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to think about it as, as we keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me do these, like, basically, like, these little selfie pics with Noelle's the day. So I do this pick of the day, right? And then that pick of the day posts on Facebook. And then he can track how many people go from Facebook looking at that pick of the day that I show onto our website and see how it converts into sales. And so when he was seeing so much activity because of that, then he starts to say to me, you need to do this more. When you post a pic, this is how much money we make. When you post a pic with you wearing the tank or the basic or the three-quarter, whatever's in the line, that he can actually track what that means in dollars. And so it's become very, very popular, and it's, it, it, that's a cool thing for us. We know it's working, and we know the customer wants ideas, and they want to know. Even though it's like a basic T-shirt, and you think, like, what's the big deal? Just throw the T-shirt on, throw a shirt on over top. People don't get that. It's it, the half concept, I think, throws them a little bit. What do I do with it being a half? Well, you actually essentially do, you do the same thing, but we show them so many more possibilities. And when they see those possibilities for them, they go, we can, I can save money. Mm. So I can buy things, wear them longer. I can just spend a couple bucks on a half tee and now wear a sleeveless top through winter. So for them, their wheels are spinning. But until they visually see those things, I think it is hard. And I think it's hard for all of us. I mean, don't you get inspired when you read magazines and look at the fashion things and see what the girls are wearing? And you, you look at that and you go, I want exactly what she has on right now. Oh, you go to the website. Exactly. You buy exactly what she has on. And that's what our customers are doing with me. So they see what I have on and they'll say, okay, I need to have that half tee or I need to have that outfit. And so that's been powerful. And that's, been tr that's turned into a great amount of volume. I love that. That is amazing. And I love the fact that you're able to quantify mm -hmm. the numbers. I think that's a very smart lesson to take away is that you're quantifying the numbers. So it's not just, okay, yay, we're going to, you know, post this uh, picture up, yeah. but you're actually able to see the numbers behind the scenes of here's what happened. Here's where the traffic went because of it. And now here's how many orders we had because of it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Ben is all about conversion. It is so funny. He will send Amanda and I graphs and show us exactly 
I'm talking down to the day, what is selling in that day and the graphs that will show from last year to this year and then from the year before that to this year and then where the growth is. And for people like that who are very analytical, I mean, he is, he's a rock star in, in this realm because he looks at the details and if it's not making money and if it's not converting, then he does not want to do it. He won't waste his time doing something that doesn't convert and doesn't make sense to the customers. And so that's a lot of work. That takes a lot of time. And if you do have to outsource that, that could be a lot of money. And so I think it's good to like lean on people to consult and ask questions. Google's really good at answering some questions. It's good for business owners to see that sometimes you need to reach out just to have some have some help or, you know, try to learn it so you can do it. It's it's just it's it's hard. It's hard. So, Noelle, through all these strategies that you guys have implemented and you, you've seen the growth from this, can you can you kind of walk us through what growth steps you guys have had? Like, what did revenues look like in year one? What do they look like now? And then we're going to go deep into what that growth has really meant for your business. So can you, can you give us some numbers to give us an mm-hmm. idea of what kind of growth you guys have had? So the first year in business, I think Amanda did about $160,000. And that's with the kiosk and that's with a couple bloggers blogging. I mean, so right there, I mean, there's power, there's power in fashion bloggers, there's, there's power in hitting the local market. That's a very good, that's a very good number for year one. It really is. And you know what, she was doing it all by herself. I mean, literally, I'm talking in her basement with, I think she had five or six kids. She has seven kids now, and she's going to have an eighth in a couple months. And I'm not talking about that because I'm mad at her for having an eighth. I'm like, are you Way to go, Amanda. Yep. She's a rock star. She's a rock star. So she was doing all this out of her basement, shipping things, having her family come over and ship things, and hired like a high school girl to come in and do that work. So that's respectable in the first year. When I joined the company in her, after the first year, we jumped to 365000 I think, in sales. Wow. And now we are in, we, we overpassed a million already. And now this next year, we are poised to go into into the multis. Wow. So I know it's incredible growth. And the neatest part about it is that we are not an inventory based company. So we do not bulk up the warehouse in hopes that we sell the product product. We really try to sit down, have strategy meetings, project what we're going to sell and then order accordingly. You just don't want to have all your cash and product in the back that you don't have sold. And so we run a really lean business. And I'll tell you what, I couldn't do it. I don't run the numbers. I don't place the orders. We do put the strategies together. And Amanda is the one who manages all of that. I just bring in the deals. And so then we project, we project what we think Noelle's going to do or what the website's going to do. And then from there, we place orders. And, and that's kind of how we've done it. So we really, we're a debt-free company. And that's pretty awesome for doing this kind of volume. Wow. That's a very interesting strategy too. Like, has that ever gotten you in trouble that you didn't order enough or you ordered way too much? <laughs> that has gotten us in trouble. In I'll tell you, after I launched on ShopNBC, the website, because there's a lot of rollover, when you hit e-channels like that, e-tail in general, 
you have a lot of rollover because the brand's becoming known nationwide. People are seeing you. They're going, huh, who are they? Let me go to their website and check it out. So they're buying product. Our sales went nuts on the web, and we sold out of everything. That We were so backed up on product. Ben, who runs all the websites, was livid with us because we couldn't get product in fast enough, which was making him so mad at us. And then I'm trying to push Amanda to get the factory to sell more, but they're, they're sewing as fast as they can. The factory's growing with us at the time. Now we're over a third of their business. And so that's been an amazing journey right there. We've opened up a whole other division that only sews for our company, whereas before we were pieced into their other business that they had sewn per day. So we were trying to keep up and it was crazy. We were trying to make sure on a customer service basis that we were letting our customers know that, hey, the growth of the company is here. It's exploding. We're so happy that you're our customer right now, but you got to wait like six weeks to get your product. I'm exaggerating on the six weeks, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple of weeks. We got through it, but yes, it was hard. It was challenging. Um, I wouldn't do any other way. I don't think that you want to have a ton of product in the back in hopes that you sell it. I think it's best that if you can keep, I feel like as a customer myself, if my, if the company's relaying messages back to me and they're communicating with me that, listen, this product is like a rock star product right now, just hang in there. I will send you updates. I'll have it there in a week or so or two or whatever. I'll, I'm fine with that. It's if I place an order, I don't get a response. I don't know what's happening. And I don't get my product for two to three weeks. I say, forget it. I'm deleting my order. Mm. So we made sure that on a customer service basis that we took their calls, that we took their emails, that we took their chats, that we made sure that they knew that you are holding out for something that will change their life, that will make them happy and confident and feel beautiful. So we built... It was good. It was hard. It was a lot of customer service work, but we, we got through it. And now, like I said, we're now at over a third of the factory's business. So we sew for only half tea. We place much bigger orders than we ever have before. So we do stock more because we're selling through things so much more than we were before, right? It's all growing pains. Well, what, what were some of the other kind of growing pains or, or things that you needed to implement to make sure that the business itself as a system was able to keep up with the growth, that massive growth that you guys are having? Like what other things did you need to implement? Well, we didn't have any lines of credit or anything like that. And so we were running, like I said, a really cash flow business. And so that's kind of hard when you want to, when you're, when you're needing to sew product and get product in here to have it for your customers. So money was a little bit of a challenge, I would have to say. It was. It just was. Educating our customers was a challenge. They're not really that big. You know, I think like, is it that really big of a challenge? Yeah, it is. But those aren't really bad problems to have, right? We had a website that was functioning. We had a message that was working. We had customers that were loving us and the customer reviews were starting to come in. And so, you know, the money was a challenge. The the conversion wasn't a challenge because we, we had started to nail that conversion. Our customers were watching the message and buying the product. Once we kind of got that down, we were able to get a line of credit because the business was growing so well and doing so well. Mm-hmm. We got the Women in Business Certificate. Mm-hmm. That was kind of nice. It's kind of nice to have. I really haven't utilized those services that come with that, but but I think that it's great to have that as part of us. So we're part of the Women in Business. Wow. So I'm curious through this entire evolution of yourself and the business, what are you doing for yourself to make sure that you are staying sharp as a business person? (laughs) I love this question. What keeps me going? Now, Katie, I told you that I was launching on HSN. Oh, uh, yeah. Wednesday. 
Let's make let's make I that shall. official announcement. Tell tell us all about let's that. Let's do that. <laughs> so I was with Shop MHC, which is now Shop HQ, for a couple years, and it was it was a, a challenging experience, but it was a great experience, and it was time for Half Tea to spread its wings. And so I had spent the summer in Florida, landed a meeting with HSM, literally went there. How do I keep myself sharp? Let's let's take to that. I never go to a meeting unprepared. I may seem like it's no big deal, you know, walk into these board meetings or whatever, but I know exactly who I'm meeting with. I know exactly what they want, what they're looking for, and I know exactly how I want to present it. I feel them out within the first few minutes, and then that's how I go for the pitch. So in regards to HSN, sat down with the buyers. When I think they were just sitting down just to give me a few minutes, take a look at the line, see what they thought. Oh, I showed that presentation to them. They had, I think it was like the senior VP came in. She goes, where do I sign? Let's put you on the schedule. Come on. That's great. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. And I go, hold on a minute. Is it supposed to be this easy? Because it's, it's really not supposed to be like that. But the thing is, it's all in the preparation. It's all in what you do before you get to that meeting. And so I, they literally put us on the schedule and we launched on Wednesday. And let me tell you how that went. I launched this on Wednesday. Mind you, since you're a newbie, they give you, you got to pay your dues, right? So you got to have, you get, you really get the hard hours. So they said, you need to come in. I had like this pre-meeting on Monday and then I had to go in for my own before and after shots. Cause I like to do something that a lot, no other vendors really do is on my own product. I show my outfit without the half tea. And then I do a live after because my customers are now, followers of kind of how I'm putting these things together. Obviously, it's from Noelle's picks and a lot of the other things that we do. And they'll send me emails and they'll send messages to me and they'll say, Noelle, what would you do with this? And I love seeing how you put this together. So we know that there's, there was a need for that. So I started to do my own before and after picks. They made me come in at 10 o'clock that, the night before my show to do those picks. I had to be at the studio at 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay? Wow. <laughs> I had to be at the studio at 3. My first show launched at 5 a.m. And I went on air at 5 a.m. I love television. Like, I can't even tell you. You get that many cameras in front of me. I don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning I've slept an hour. I, be, I just get very <laughs> I get excited. We were selling product like it was going out of style. <laughs> I am not kidding you. I got off air. I mean, the host and I were like having fun and hugging each other and just we were having a ball, having a ball. The, the numbers start to come in. The phone calls start to come in. My second show airs. Second show airs. We literally have almost no product left at all. So I'm in my, I'm in my dressing room. They go, Noel, I need you to call this number. Noel, you need to call this number. Okay. Okay. Noel's going to call this number. So I placed a phone call over and they go, Noel, we want you to go back on air. We need, we want you to go back on air because we know you don't have a lot of product left, but the energy, the shows, it looks so good. Let's get back on air. And they go, would you stay? Mind you, it's like, one, two o'clock now. I've been up for a long time. <laughs> You're tired. Right? I'm tired. I said, absolutely. So I went back on air. We sold out. Sold out signs were popping up everywhere. Customers were loving it. It was the neatest experience. The buyers were like, can you get product in here in the next couple of days? Can you get product in the wow. next couple of days? I mean, it's, the buzz in HSN right now 
is extremely exciting. And, and this, so liter- this I is just literally got back last just, night. yeah, two days, I mean, two days ago that you launched, right? This is, wow. Yes. Holy cow. I told them, I, I said, you guys, I, I get this, I'll pay my dues. You put me on at 5 a.m., I'll still sell up the line, I don't care. Man. And they, you know, I think it's retail. You've got to prove yourself. So it doesn't matter if you know the brand sells or you know it's wonderful, whatever. You have to prove it. And that's fine. I was happy to prove it. We did prove it. The studio is buzzing over us. We're preparing for the next show. And I expect a very long, very good relationship with them. Etel alone is about 40% of our business right now. Wow. They do an extreme amount of volume. They do, they do well. So it's that. It's HSN combined with the shopping channel in Canada. And also, while I was on, on and on, I was actually in the airport getting ready to go to Tampa. I had a phone call from the buyer from QVC in Germany, so in Europe, and he said, "We love it. Let's get you on here." So um, I forgot to tell you that, Katie. So we locked up QVC Germany. Also, Jeez. we'll be hitting Italy with that too. Oh, so Noel. hopefully, we'll have all those launched this summer. Big congratulations! So to how you. do I stay sharp? I am Ugh. looking for bigger. I love. I love to be challenged. I'm, I like these crazy phone calls. I mean, this morning I just had a phone call with QVC in London early. And so I love it. That's how I stay sharp is I like putting these deals together. They get me very excited. And I'm a planner. I'm planning my next move at all times. Mm. I love, first of all, big congratulations, huge, huge things. You and I need to have a recap in, you know, six months and see what this has done to your business because I, I obviously selling out at 5 a.m., come on, like, yeah. that's amazing. So big congratulations yeah. to you. Thank you. Um, you are a natural a fiery woman who just goes <laughs> after anything and everything that she can possibly even conceptualize that is possible. And what advice can you give to somebody who wants to be able to go get something and knows that they need X, Y, or Z in order to get to the next level of their business? Uh, you seem to have no problem going there. So what advice can you give to somebody listening who really wants to go to that next level and wants to go out there and get it? I would say there's a couple different things that I do that, that help me achieve these things. I use my connections. I'm, I'm really, I'm a big networker. And so I love relationship building and I, and, and I like to see where things go. I'm not necessarily pushing for something to go one direction, but I like to network. I like to know people. I like to be around people. So I use connections. And I think that's a big thing that can help all of us in businesses too. Learn from people. Have to use your connections when you feel like you need to. And the second thing I do, I think that really is powerful, like I mentioned before, is I do not go to a meeting unprepared. I do my homework. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know why I'm there. I know who I'm presenting to. And quick, funny story. Right in the beginning of Amanda and I's partnership, I landed a meeting with Macy's. Uh, and she was putting me in this meeting with like six or seven buyers. This is in New York City. I'm super new to the brand, and we're rebranding as we're going. The concept all pulling together right now, but it's still in these stages, right? So the the buyer, this is the senior. She goes, "That's fine. I'll give you 15 minutes." Right? It's New York. So I'm from Pittsburgh now, but I've been in Utah for a little while. So. I, I think I'm softening up a little bit. <laughs> but what, I'm like, okay, hold on. So my New York buyer, she goes, fine, you get 15 minutes in the boardroom. I'll have seven buyers in there. And I go, okay, done. So I flew into New York like the next week. Somehow, some way, I worked myself in through the security guard. I had two mannequins 
sent up to the boardroom that I was meeting these buyers at. I put outfits together, had the product laying out on the table, had the, I was sitting down waiting for my buyers to walk in the door. And I, the buyers walk in, and the senior buyer, who's the one who said, you've got 15 minutes to, to, for this, that's it. So I'm flying from Salt Lake to New York, I've got 15 minutes in the boardroom. She goes, how did you do this? And I start laughing. I go, I don't know. I just, I just made it happen. <laughs> she goes, huh, okay. Like she was, I know, quietly impressed. So I sit down with these buyers, and these buyers were, they're New Yorkers. So they were hard, right? They were like, well, I don't get the product. So I had to like dig deep, go back to my Pittsburgh roots. So, so I bring out Noel. Noel's back because I lost myself a little bit in the nice. My poor, my sweet Amanda was starting to wear on me, and I was starting to be a little bit too. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I brought the Pittsburgh back, and I said, "All right, girls, this one is this one it does as hell." So, and these girls were engaging, and we were talking, and it was good. And like we broke the ice. I just had to bring Noel back. I had to bring the Pittsburgh. <laughs> I had to bring the East Coast back. After that meeting, the girls were hugging me. The buyer hugged me. And she said, that was fantastic. That 15 minutes, Katie went into an hour. Wow. In 15. I'm not kidding. They, we were, we, it was a fabulous meeting. It, it was great. And so go into a meeting prepared. Know who you are meeting and, and feel out those personalities. I think the key to business is that you know, I am me. This is who I am. But I also have to be smart enough to see if someone's a little bit more analytical or emotional. I've got to be able to play to those parts in a sense. So I speak to who my audience is. If I know they need to speak more towards the numbers, that's who I'm speaking to. If I know they're a little bit more emotional, then I speak a little bit more to that. I don't know. I'm a big thinker. And I kind of go after hard things. I kind of like the challenge. And so when it's challenging, it sort of gets me excited and I go after it even harder. And I actually, one thing that I think I do too, and this is something that helps will help some of your listeners, when the momentum is going, you kind of need to just, you need to keep moving. So I said I was on the phone with London this morning in Germany last week, and then I was at HSN in Florida yesterday. These things are moving because of the excitement and the momentum that is going. So it's, you've got to, you have to keep going. There's no time to rest right now at all. The time is now for us to keep moving forward. And when you've got that momentum, when I'm selling out the line in literally like 13 minutes, you have something special that needs to be shared with other people. You've got to keep going. You've got to not be afraid to place those phone calls to these buyers in different states that may be a little bit different than, than you are. And you can't be afraid for them to say, I don't get it and I'm not interested. You go, okay, let's chat about this for a minute. And then they go, oh, huh, I get it. Okay. And that's kind of how that, that Macy's deal was. It, was. it was so neat, and I learned a lot. And those are, the, those are some of the strategies that help bring us sales and bring us bigger sales as we continue to grow. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. Noelle, I'm curious as to what like personal habits you have in your life that either you have established for a long time or just something that things that you do in your life that help you be this total rock star in your company like what happens in your personal life to keep you centered or keep you fired up or what what are those things that really lend themselves to you being this rock star businesswoman wow that's a heavy question this is like a dig deep kind of question (laughs) what do i really do (laughs) (laughs) well i'm a mom of three girls i'm a wife um and i have a passion for business and i like to be organized I like things to run smooth. 
I, you know, I wake up every day and I, and I work out as I'm running. I literally don't have to have the television on. I don't even have to have music on. My wheels are spinning in my head. I'm thinking about the next thing I'm putting together or how I'm going to present this. I'm always trying, I'm always thinking about the next thing that I'm doing, but also I'm trying to settle down a little bit and enjoy this journey. And so I've needed to just kind of relax a little bit and take some family time and enjoy my family, enjoy my girls, enjoy my husband, because business is wonderful. And I think we can be more successful in business if we kind of take some us time. So running is is a me kind of thing. Playing with my girls is a me thing. Coaching soccer and playing soccer personally is my thing. Those are things that I do that really help me regroup kind of jump out of my business brain for a moment and it really just kind of kickstarts more excitement and more passion and more drive to succeed and to make my business as big as I can possibly make it. I don't know. I think it's a learning thing. I think it's something that I am learning as I'm growing, as I'm getting older. I mean, I started, like I said, learning about businesses when I was little and as I'm growing up, I think I see things differently. I think I see the importance in some things differently. And I think I'm trying to enjoy my journey. And I think that in turn is helping me become more successful. Hmm. Well, I really want to conclude this conversation by asking you, what do you see in the future for Half Tea? Like, what's the vision? Where are you guys going? Well... My vision for Half Tea is to become the staple product in every woman's closet everywhere. Now, that's a big... It's a tall order. That's a big, <laughs> it's a big order, right? <laughs> that's going to take a lot of work to do. But, and the thing is, I have to give props to the team. I would be nothing if it wasn't for Amanda, if it wasn't for Ben, if it wasn't for our staff that kind of, that works so hard to do what they do and specializes in all of those, their own aspects. We are all very good at our own thing and we recognize our strengths. We recognize our weaknesses. We've recognized how to come to a common ground. We've, we, we recognize how to work through things and to move forward. And so we will be a staple piece in everybody's closet. I will continue to get us into major e-tails all over the world. We're going to start something that I think is going to be really exciting for us. We're going to start a little bit of a nonprofit aspect of our company that's, you know, the platform is going to be about pornography prevention and education, and we're really passionate about that. So we're excited to bring that aspect in to give back a little bit more, to start thinking of other people, not just ourselves. We work hard. We work hard. We plan hard. We play hard, but we, and we want to give back. This company is growing, and you can see that in, the, in its numbers. I think we just, we're just going to keep on pushing forward until... I can't even say until then, till when, because I don't ever, I'm just going to enjoy the journey and see where it takes me. I don't really want to say like I have an end goal, what I'm, what I want to do with the company, do, you know, sell the company, keep the company, whatever. Uh, I want all of us to kind of like settle down, enjoy the journey, enjoy the success of it because it takes a lot of work to get here and it's going to take a lot of work to get where we want to go. And we need to enjoy it while we're, while we're doing it. Right. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. 
Noelle, I really, really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with me today, for opening up and having such a great, candid conversation with me about Half Tea, about where you've come from, about your journey. And my goodness, big congratulations to where you guys are. You guys are right in this moment where it's just like mass, mass growth. So absolutely deserved. Big congratulations to that. And thank you so much for sharing your story with everyone. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so fun. So fun. You can get the show notes for today's show at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 47. And there you're going to find a direct link to Noelle's website, Half Tea. And you definitely got to go check out all of her stuff. She is amazing. She obviously has tons of energy, just like I warned you. And what I really took away from her was how she just truly made things happen. No matter how much she might have doubted herself or, you know, just might not have known what she was doing, she just made it happen. She promised it. She went forward with it and she was prepared and just made things happen. And I just so respect that about her. And I just absolutely fell in love with her energy. I hope you did too. I would love to hear what you got out of this program. I absolutely love hearing from you. Leave a comment on the show notes page or reach out to me via Facebook um, at forward slash businesswomenrock. I would love to hear. I always love hearing how these stories really touch you. It just, um, it really drives home exactly why I do this. So thanks so much for being here today. I will see you on the next episode. You still there? What I love best about talking to really awesome on-fire businesswomen is that I feel like I've had like eight shots of espresso afterwards. <laughs> My God, did that woman have energy. And I was just bouncing off the walls afterwards. So hope you are too.